0: £6 billion! As we approach the first anniversary of pension freedoms, this is the latest estimate of the total amount that over-55s have withdrawn from their retirement funds. There's no longer a requirement to buy an annuity, so where has the money ended up? And are you rushing to complete a purchase of a buy-to-let property before Friday's stamp duty deadline? The estate agents will be working late, and so have the FT Money team as we survey the impact of this and new mortgage restrictions. Welcome to The Money Show, the FT's most popular weekly podcast. I'm Claire Barrett, FT Money Editor, and I'll be giving you all the week's money news in downloadable form with the help of my FT colleagues and studio guests. When pension freedoms were first announced a year ago, many feared that giving savers early access to their retirement funds would boost the sale of Lamborghinis. Nearly a year since the landmark reforms, the latest figures from the ABI, the Association of British Insurers, show that nearly £6 billion has been withdrawn. A short-term tax boost for the Treasury, no doubt. But what are the long-term consequences of this policy? This week, FT Money has examined the 10 biggest trends in the pensions world post-freedoms, and you'll be relieved to hear that the purchase of luxury sports cars does not appear to be one of them. I'm joined in the FT studio by Malcolm McLean, senior consultant at Barnet-Waddingham, the financial advisory firm who's been closely following the changes. Malcolm, welcome to the FT Money show. Thank you. If not Lamborghinis... And what, to your mind, has been the most significant trend in pensions over the past 12 months?
1: Well, Claire, about half of that £6 billion figure you mentioned has been invested in new drawdown products. A drawdown arrangement, which we now call flexible drawdown, is seen by many as an alternative to annuities. It's a situation where you don't hand over the whole of your pot or most of your pot to an insurance company in return for a guaranteed income for life in the form of annuity. But instead of that you leave your pot invested and take an income from it that income can be pretty well any amount that you choose under the new arrangement but obviously you need to be careful as to the exact amount that you draw fear of actually depleting your pot uh, and that's one of the risks of course of this that many people may not actually appreciate that by taking this money out they may actually be finding themselves in later life short of money so I would always advise people to actually take advice wherever possible in this situation, or at the very least guidance from one of the recognised um, guidance um, providers, so that people do approach this with care and interest. Uh, but nonetheless, it is seen as an alternative to annuities, and many people are wanting to take advantage of it. While
0: we've seen a rise in the drawdown policy market, even for those with lower pension pots, we've also seen, towards the end of the year, a rise in annuity sales.
1: Yes, we have. That's that's very interesting. It seems that many of these people who are going for drawdown are really looking for a regular income for life, but don't consider or haven't considered in the past uh, that an annuity is, is right for them. An annuity does mean that uh, you get that guaranteed income for life, but the, the value of that annuity isn't often very good. And of course, there are risks attached to um, dying young and, and, and losing the value of all that money that you've Invested, So uh, an alternative is an annuity and it does seem that many people are now recognising the value of that. What we need to see, I think, is better value annuities coming along, more flexibility in them, and hopefully the the insurance providers will actually come up with something like that, which will uh, encourage more people to go for annuities because that is a sure way of giving yourself that guaranteed income for life. So we'll have to see. You'll be interested to see whether how the figures develop over the next 12 months on that.
0: Well, that's one to watch. But a more worrying trend that you've noticed is the rising occurrence of pension scams.
1: Yes, well, it would be wrong to blame the new freedoms as being the cause directly of the, the big increase in this type of... Pernicious fraud, which uh, we we are experiencing to a large extent at the moment, um, I think uh, that 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 um, is a consequence, in a way, of the fact that people now have access to large sums of money which uh, they haven't had before and be- have become an obvious target for the for the fraudsters. Um, I think it's it also true to say that it's actually easier to pre- perpetrate this type of fraud without having to devise a scheme, a false scheme, which uh, was the position under the old system. Now that the flexibility is there to take the money out in cash, people can be persuaded to actually draw the money out, hand it over to these fraudsters who will offer them fantastic investment returns, which usually turn out to be completely false. I I think we, we need to keep saying to people that you don't have to engage with these people. If you get a cold call, which often these things originate from, then put the phone down on them. If you get an offer to do a review of your pension position from somebody you've had no contact with and it comes out of the blue, then the chances are it may be a fraud. So don't get involved with these people. There will be consequences for you if you do that. The last thing we want is for people to lose the whole of the pension fund after years of scraping and saving perhaps to get that fund together and this is a an awful situation. It doesn't have to be the case. People need to be on the guard about this and remember the old adage here that If an offer sounds too good to be true, it probably is.
0: Indeed. Well, to end on a more positive note, the trend that's encouraging you the most is the fact that pensions have become a much more dynamic part of financial planning since freedoms were introduced.
1: Yes, indeed. Some people are even calling uh, the freedoms exciting. It's not a word I I would normally associate (laughs) with pensions, to be honest. But I think many people are encouraged, the public are, have are, are, certainly taken to the idea of flexibility, of not being forced into what they see as the tyranny of, of an annuity system. And, and that has to be a good thing if it encourages people to actually start a pension plan in the first place. Because bear in mind that the advantage of pension freedoms are only there for people who actu- have actually built up a pension pot. Yes. And therefore, you've got to start from somewhere on this. Now, the indications are that young people in particular are quite taken with these flexibilities and freedoms and seem to be engaging with pensions more so because of that. If you look at the figures for auto-enrolment, for example, many, many young people under age 30 are being enrolled in pension schemes at the moment and staying in there, not opting out as they're right. That has to be a good thing. So if the pension freedoms are contributing to a, a more positive attitude towards pension saving, that has to be a good thing and augurs well for the future.
0: Well, thanks there to Malcolm McLean, Senior Consultant at Barnet-Waddingham. You can read our full cover feature, 10 Trends Since Pension Freedoms, in FT Money as part of the Weekend FT, widely available on both Saturday and Sunday, or read us online, ft.com money, and follow us on Twitter at FT Money. Well, who needs a pension when you could have a buy-to-let property? Buy-to-let investors and their advisors are caught in a fearsome regulation crunch. Easter has always been a busy time for housing market activity, but the impending introduction of new stamp duty rates for second homes has intensified the rush. And this week's news that city regulators want further clampdowns on buy-to-let mortgage lending has sent a further chill through the sector. So, should you be worried... I'm joined by James Pickford, Deputy Editor of FT Money, who's been looking into the various changes. James, welcome to The Money Show. A busy week for buy-to-let investors, their advisors and those estate agents. How big a rush to buy do you think we'll see?
2: Well, I've been speaking to solicitors, lawyers and uh, conveyancing solicitors in particular to get a sense of just how much pressure there is on the normal market market. Uh, activity at this time of year they're saying they're in meltdown it's there's there's chaos because everyone wants to complete by by thursday because the new rules on a stamp duty surcharge on second homes and buy to let properties comes in on friday so if say you're buying a second home for half a million pounds on Thursday. If you complete on Thursday you pay fifteen thousand in, pounds in stamp duty. Complete on Friday and you pay thirty thousand pounds. So people Oof. want to get this done. <laughs> and uh, what what is what has complicated the process is is the 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 rules were specified, laid out and confirmed by the government only in the budget. So that was only nine working days ago. So these lawyers have had a relatively short time to really get to grips with um, an entirely new process for uh, stamp duty land tax, which they are obliged to calculate. And um, it means they have to verify all sorts of things about their client. Does their client's spouse have any interests in property? Because that will bring them into the, the second home charge. Are there any trusts that have interests in property? So there are a lot of questions to be asked and there isn't really very much time in which to resolve them.
0: Well, a real meltdown, as you as you say, and one that we'll be following very closely at the back end of this week. But the second big story that's broken in the buy-to-let sector this week has been new regulations on mortgage lending, which the regulator is proposing. What are the changes and why are they wanting to bring them in?
2: Well, for the first time, the Bank of England, in in fact, the Prudential Regulation Authority of the Bank, Bank of England has proposed regulatory constraints on the buy-to-let lending market, which up to now haven't been hasn't been regulated in terms of the, the lending or affordability. It's come out with affordability rules that it thinks will help prevent landlords uh, from getting into trouble if there's any shock to their income or if interest rates suddenly shoot up. And what it wants to lenders to do is either to assess whether the monthly rental income from the property is enough to cover the mortgage using a particular test that they that they specify or to assess whether the landlord has enough of their own money to be able to cover any mortgage payments if there are again any, any kinds of shocks. And what it's specified is that lenders should also test that the loan will be affordable under hypothetical higher rates of borrowing. So 5.5% over a minimum of five years from the start of the mortgage.
0: Well, that seems high, but aren't lenders doing these tests already? It's hardly in their interest to lend out to to people who are going to default on their loans. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Quite right. A lot of lenders are already imposing what's called a 125% interest coverage ratio, which means that the rental income has to cover 125% of the mortgage payments. Mm. It's like a safe buffer But some of them will vary the limit based on other factors that they think will make a difference to affordability. And the bank has become, you know, the bank is worried that it thinks about 25% of of lending are are being slightly too loose about the way they Mm. lend in this market. That's its motive but it's been very prescriptive about how you should test whether someone can use their personal income to, to supplement repayments. So that, you know, lenders are now going to be asking not only what your, your income is, your pensions, your savings, but also your tax liabilities, any credit card debt or um, car loans, utility bills, and even you know, the amount that, that the borrower spends on food or childcare.
0: So wannabe buy let landlords should prepare themselves for more interrogation and more tax. But what about those who are looking to remortgage? Will this affect them too?
2: Well, if you're not borrowing any more and you just wish to remortgage, that's okay. You won't need to worry about the new rules. So that's that's at least one thing that, uh, that they won't have to worry
0: about. <laughs> okay, well, some, some rare good news there for BuySolet investors. That was James Pickford, Deputy Editor of FT Money. You can read his full reports on the changes in FT Money this week. We'd love to know what you think about the first anniversary of pensions freedoms, the buy-to-let clampdown, or about money matters more generally. You can get in touch with us via email, our address money at FD.com, or you can tweet us at ftmoney. And you can leave comments at the foot of individual articles on our website at ft.com slash money. There's just time to tell you what else will feature in this weekend's issue. Naomi Rovnik examines the changing odds on premium bonds. I look into a range of pension traps for higher earners that April's annual allowance taper could bring, and as usual, we have the latest share tips and directors' deals from the Investors' Chronicle. The Money Show is produced and edited in London by Naomi Rovnik. We will be back next week, but for now, it's goodbye from me and our studio guests. Goodbye. Even on a budget,
2: quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery-soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is the story of the want.